Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Uh, what up, H Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. As always, I'm joined by Christian Putalias. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Thank you all for coming back. And Rodrigo Segura. And I'm back. Um, you guys held it down when I was gone, watching some Astros play here. So that was fun. And uh, finally, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was go for say, it. Finally, finally got to watch watch them win once in uh, yeah. Global Life over here because the last <laughs> two times we won, they lost. And uh, I guess I was going to say before we get talking soccer and you know taking every single Houston soccer team out of the equation, how was y'all's weekend, man, Christian? Good, good. I wasn't able to uh, to watch the Austin game. Well, you know, I kind of watched bit, bits and pieces. I was at work. Uh, you know, these early games kind of kill me because, you know, that I'm usually work early. So then, you know, the later games, I'm able to, you know, sneak out a little bit early from work and make it to the games. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but good. I don't know what I did Sunday. I have no idea. I can't remember. But I'm, I know I had a good day. So <laughs> that's all that matters. But yeah, man, how did, how did are you, you know, I know you guys were there, so, or one of you were, was there. How's your weekend, Rodrigo? Uh, it was good. Got to play some soccer down over here by a park um, by my house. Um, little, what do you call it, like uh, tennis court, soccer, I guess kind of where you guys played and, and a similar thing like that. So that was kind of fun, pretty sore. Um, yeah, it was nice, nice weekend with some soccer more than anything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of like Christian. I don't remember most of the things that I did. I know Saturday, yeah, I went to, I kind of went to the media box and held it down for DT because Dustin nor Christian were able to go. So I went, I was had to leave, like, uh, I probably left the game five minutes before it was over. I had to rush out of there because I had, like, a party to attend at four, and I completely forgot how to go. Drive like 40 minutes to uh, Alvin and then drive 40 minutes back basically because I had to go to the Heights. So, uh, kind of. Mm. And then Sunday, man, I don't remember what I did Sunday. But, guys, like I mentioned, it was a tragic soccer time basically for all our, or just tragic for all our teams, right? The Dash laws, Dynamo laws, Dynamo those laws. That's rare. That's even funny to say, to be honest, right? But, uh, and I think what's even worse is everything that we predicted. Maybe Marcelo's right, man. We're terrible predictions because n- <laughs> no one, not one person hit a prediction in any of these matches, which is incredible. Um, but before we get into talking about, you know, the Dynamo and the Dynamo, those that we tend to talk, obviously, you know, first and foremost in this show. Uh, yeah, Houston Dash ended up losing 1-0, their home opener. Um it's been rough for them. Yeah, we know that, you know, they're having issues with uh, with coaching situation. Not a lot of details are out there. Uh, right now they're playing with, uh, I guess, an interman. Interman? I can't even freaking talk. An in- interim. <laughs> interim. Uh, interim. Uh, coach, yeah. A center mid coach. Which it seems like from, from, the, uh, from the post-conference that she may not be really up to being or continue as the main coach, so... I'm sure they're probably looking uh, for someone else to take the realms. Kind of tough. You lose against, what is it, San Diego Wave, like a brand-new team. It, it kind of looks a little ugly. It was only a 1-0 loss, um, you know, and uh, I, I had tickets for that match, and I passed them on to our boss, Dustin, who obviously was on the show last week, so he could take his daughter, and it looked like they had fun, even with the, uh, with the ugliness. But you know what? I actually completely forgot. Uh, Rodrigo's wearing his Liverpool sh- uh, shirt. Y'all Ew. may not see this because we have been kind of slagging and putting the videos up, me, basically. But um, the, uh, Liverpool's on to the final, and they'll find out, uh, you know, who they're playing between Man City and, and Real Madrid. Yeah. Is. And Chelsea, FA Cup final. So, yeah, full of finals, man. <laughs> they could technically win four titles, right? Is that- How does it feel to be uh, on top? 
<laughs> I know, right? I, I feel like I've been waiting my whole life to even get close to that. <laughs> yeah. So, so no, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I I know that apart from Dynamo, there's a lot of Liverpool fans in Houston as well. But uh, with that, let's go ahead and man get started. Uh, Houston Dynamo those again. PNC match at PNC. They ended up losing two one against Austin FC. Um, that it kind of hurts because it's back to back losing to two uh in-state rivals of course uh you know i, I feel like austin this is a team brand new team that is kind of getting uh i don't know just thrown together to create a rivalry and it it's there i think there's always going to be that rivalry right no matter who you play you know whether it be houston against um dallas houston austin houston san antonio houston el paso whoever you play that is in Houston, in Texas, there's always going to be some kind of rivalry. But guys, let's just get it started with an amazing golazo that Sebastian uh, scored, right? I know that, Rodrigo, you mentioned that you got to watch the game, or if not most of the game, Christian was at work. Um, so I know he probably was only able to watch, thanks to the ESPN Plus blocking everything, and even, you know, AT&T or whatever. He probably couldn't get to watch the game, probably just highlights. But um, we'll start with... Um, I, I guess your thoughts, Christian, you know, from the highlights that you see, man, and, and the stats that are there, what are you thinking about this match? So what I saw is that the Austin controlled most of the game. Um, I mean, you know, the bits and pieces that I, because I had my phone playing, but, you know, I was moving around. So I was like listening to it, but you obviously it's not when you listen to like a television a TV transmit or whatever transmission, whatever it's called, uh, you know, obviously they, they don't really talk about the match. Like, you know, the guy will talk about the match, but then they go on a tangent and they talk about, you know, somebody's dog or something. So like, obviously the, the match is like become secondary in a way. Uh, so it's not like a radio, you know, like a radio transmission or whatever. They literally tell you play by play what's going on. But, you know, to what I was able to see, it seems like Austin had the better team, a better, like, they, they were hungrier uh, to what I could tell. You know, every time that I looked at it, Austin had the ball, and the Dynamo just kind of sat back. And I don't know. I think it, it was it was bad. I mean, I don't know how the, the Dynamo, I don't think he's playing too well. And, and you can tell that, you know, if we're going to get right into it, I know we don't want to get right into it because I want you guys to talk, but – just the fact that, you know, you have to switch out your right back and your right wing, like, like what, two, three games in a row, it means that something is going on. Like, that side is not being consistent. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we could tell you a lot of things. Like, there's specific details that we could talk about, like, from, from the goal, from, you know, Drusy not being pressured on top of the box, from, like, you know, possession of the balls and, you know, how much we suffer when Matia Veras is not there. You know, how much we suffer when Quintero is not 100% or he's not there. And just like a multiple of things that, you know, could just, you know, it's a giant snowball that if you keep adding to it. And I think with the with this Dynamo team, uh, the only good thing that we have right now is Clark and probably Coco. Uh, in so my you're, opinion. you're you're telling me uh, you're not trying to fire uh, Nagamura already? Nine, nine games no. in? All right, just it's, making sure. Yeah, no, not out. <laughs> but no, we got to be realistic. I think Austin FC, just like Dallas, they're in a very good hot streaks, right? I think they, they, they're they a better team than last year, and we are too. Uh, you know, so losing two matches by one goal, even though you had the lead and it basically escaped you, uh, especially the one that hurt the most was definitely the Dallas one because we were so much closer uh, than these, this Austin one for sure. But the team looked good, but... I mean, well, they, they, I think pretty average, but it wasn't like we got outplayed totally. Yes, Austin had more possession, but the, you know, the opportunities were there, not as many as we would have liked. I mean, that golazo by Sebastian is one in a million, right, Rodrigo? Uh, those, are, those are pretty hard to get scored on, even though you probably got scored a, a couple yourself as a goalie. Uh, but, just one, just one. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> So that sucks. Yeah, yeah. And That's I think, funny. Wasn't I don't. It, I don't want to. I think look, they they had just scored a goal. I think uh, I yeah. we we were winning. We were up to two zero at um half, 
And the second half started, but I had my center back tying his shoe on the top of the box. So I was talking to him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I say, hey. And then I look up and I see the ball just in the air. And I'm like running back and I tip it, hits the inside of the crossbar and just goes in. And then yeah. I got subbed out. Yeah. Didn't play the rest of the half. Oh. Yeah. So anyways. But we're the, dominating. Well, so well yeah. Brad, Brad, Brad Stewart didn't get subbed out. No. He got injured. <laughs> Bro, that knee looked pretty bad. I, I, I would I would have gotten injured too though, <laughs> right? And so I, I got a cut. I was All hoping right. that that was gonna like you know work in our favor. It's like a new goalie coming in. They're down one zero. Wasn't the case. We uh you know you just talking a little bit about Austin. You know some of the players that they picked up like uh, is it Sebastian as well? Sebastian uh, Druisi. I think that's his name, right? Druisi. Yeah. yeah. Um. He he's on fire, man. I mean, I think there's a reason why the guy has, you know, the most goals in the MLS currently. He just seems like uh, a good fit for the team. And that the whole team looks good just because, I mean, this is the second year of their coach. Um, uh, it, it, we can't – the reason I keep mentioning this is because we can't give it a, the fact that, oh, it's Austin, we should beat them because they're new. That's not how it works. I mean, um, coaches have to get settled in. I feel like that's where Nagamura is kind of settling and right now, and I'll let Rodrigo kind of give his two cents on, on this game, but um, I, it's still an evaluation period. It's still a you know rebuilding period for the Dynamo, and that's kind of what, what we see. But, I mean, you're in seventh place and, you know, quarter of, a, of the season gone. I think that's good, Rodrigo. No, um, definitely. You know, the way, the way I saw the game and I watched mainly most of the first half and then the obviously all the second half, um, because I didn't think they were going to televise it here. You know, being in Dallas, I was like, uh, what, what's been the point? You know, I knew it wasn't on ESPN. And then I just saw that um, on TV said MLS soccer. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what the game this is, because it's the only one I think at two. And then, uh, yeah, I played it and that's what was playing. But um I think for the most part, um, there's our fourth <laughs> member. Yeah. Fourth member is trying to say something. He's, I think he, I think he said Austin sucks or something like that when it's quick. <laughs> He's about to bark, but um, yeah, no, I think watching the game and like Chris mentioned, they did have Austin FC did get had more of the possession this game or what I what I would call is like pointless possession because it was more like playing in the back trying to come like you know try to play out the back but it was just switching around didn't really do anything and then the chances they created it was basically the same chances we created with the possession we had um and it was really close I mean as far as chance creations shot uh, on target I feel like it was a closer game than it seemed on paper um but yeah, like like we've mentioned before, the Dynamo still is missing. I don't know if it's team chemistry from the back or just you know people are still not settled in yet. Um, we hear Nagamura always say like, "Oh, this guy's not a hundred percent yet. He's at like eighty percent, or he's this and that." And that's why he's been making a lot of subs. So I guess our question would be: Is like, when are we going to be a hundred percent? And what does that look like to him? You know, that's are we question. always going to have like a you know a guy just? had a bad tackle so you know like now he's down to be 75 yeah let me let me ask you this let me well i don't know rudy do you have anything to say you're mute i was just gonna say (laughs) that uh right um what rodrigo was saying i feel like when are we gonna be good but we i think one thing that we did notice is how crucial uh Vera is to our team uh you know we can point that out maybe next match if he's there or not and we can see that you know he's he's a very good component uh, I feel like uh, you know Darwin Quintero we know that he's going to be attacking and then having Quintero and Memo it wasn't like a massive like you know I guess downgrade by any means but there's something about Mati Mati just glues both the defense and the uh, attacking basically but Go ahead and, and do your whatever point you had, Christian. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. The the question, I mean, the million dollar question, you know, that uh, Rodrigo just asked, you know, what does it look like to be 100%? Like, what is 100% for this team? And I was going to ask you guys, like, for you, Rodrigo, like, if they were going to, like, if you were to look at this team and be, okay, this is a 100% team, like a 100% with every single person is the best player possible to be in their position. If you were to like throw up a lineup with the obviously, 
I think we still need a few more pieces to, to comp- I mean, I think we need a lot more pieces than a few, to be honest. I think we're still building, but if you were to say, you know, from all the players that you have available now, who would be your primary 11, I guess? Well, I mean, I think we know some of the, and some of the like players that are going to for sure be there. I think, I think the question, and this is when we can get in the topic that you had too, and Rado, you can answer this. You know, right back is a question mark, right? Are we so especially uh, this goal? Um, both goals technically for Austin FC. Uh, Dorsey was just kind of like shadowing people or, you know, playing like uh, zone, I guess, and, and when he should be playing men. You know, obviously the first goal that Pereira scored, uh, I don't know where the heck Dorsey was. He was like all the way in the goal for whatever reason. And then in the second one, they just kind of let – um Sebastian do his thing and, and same thing people are just kind of far away from him but those are the things that I think are more important you know the the play the places that are in question well I mean I, I just watched the the second go by Austin and not to disagree with you but I think Dorsey like overall he has been one of the most I don't know if cons- consistent is the right word but he's been pretty consistent like you know he'll he'll have his mess ups here and there, but I don't know if uh, with this guy, the the Brazilian guy Seca, I don't know if he's that much. Honestly, I I still haven't seen a good amount of touches or minutes or numbers or whatever it may be of Seca to be like, well, you know this guy, he's a lot better than Dorsey. And I know people like on Twitter or whatever they've been saying, oh Seca is good, but to me personally, he hasn't stood out at all. And, and and maybe I'm just missing him, but you know I I'm I'm, I'm okay with I'm okay with Dorsey. Like honestly, I, well, I think well, you're I missing think that, it. No, and, that, and that I think that's right. when when we come to this. What's a hundred percent for this animal team? And I think that's part of it. I feel like Nagamura and Pat and you know they saw Seca, they saw something in him, and they want him to start. I think they do want him to start a right back. And I feel like that could have been pushed Dorsey up to being the right wing because he has shown a pretty good ability in the attacking sense. Defending, well, it's, you know, defending. You know, he, he's back, you know, doing what he needs to be doing. Um, obviously, like Rudy mentioned, he's a little bit lost when it comes to you got to drop in um, and he doesn't know where to go. But I feel like it's newer to him. I mean, we saw him last season and prior seasons to that playing bingo the right wing yeah you hit it i mean he he is originally a right or a winger you know yeah that's what he played in college i mean the guy was a generation adidas for a reason um so yeah no you're right Rodrigo. when you can continue that what you're saying man so yeah i just feel like um when nagamura feels that seca is you know fit to start at least 80 close to 90 minutes I feel like that's when this team's going to be in that sense um, at a hundred percent. And that just depends on how the team's playing from there. Um, you know, we, we've seen Nagamura's defense stepped it up early in the season. Obviously, you know, we've given up a few more goals now, um, but you know, the, the compactness, I guess, of this team is still there. You know, the, they're, they're pretty well, um, what's it called unified in the back so i feel like they can play well they're just missing a couple things and like we've noticed and how you kristen you mentioned before that there's so many subs on that right side you know whether it's your winger or your right back it's been a constant throughout like the last few games so obviously there's something not going on there and obviously he's trying to get second more minutes but i think that that's where that falls and you know you mentioned second again and I guess to answer kind of what, what Christian was saying, that you don't see it. You have to remember, I mean, he saw minutes playing. If I'm not mistaken, he played uh, against RGV the whole game, right? Or at least most of the game. Um, yeah, I think he played the whole game. And But you, those are players that are not in the first team, you know? Not all of them are. So, yeah, we saw Memo play, and we saw Corey Baird get some time, and had David really. But other than that, I mean, it's not the same thing as – you know, kind of plug in with the actual starting lineup. Um, I think I think he's definitely more talented. You can definitely tell that he's more defensive. And, you know, if, if uh, Nagamura, and we don't know, right, because 
we can only speculate because he probably is not going to tell us. But um, he, I guess he likes uh, the ability that that uh, Dorsey brings to go up and attack, which is something that Lundy really doesn't do. I mean, you know, he definitely doesn't get that many assists. Is he good? Is he consistent? His work rate is good. But we don't see – like, he's very average to me, um, Lundy is, you know attacking wise and because of that i feel that the right side is the one that he wants to go up and down and maybe he just doesn't think Seca's ready to do you know 90 minutes of what dorsey's providing currently the the funny thing is you mentioned adam not being i guess that getting that many assists the funny thing is this season he has three assists and guess who those three assists went to Sebastian, I know, and there you go. I know that's crazy. Yeah, it, it is kind of crazy because I mean, he, I don't, I think he didn't get any assists last year, and the year before that, he may have gotten one. And he, he is starting to again. He doesn't go up as much as I think. Um, you know, obviously comparing like Dorsey to him, he just doesn't attack as much. But he's gotten, uh, you know, obviously I think one of the assists was from a corner which is a Sebastian first goal, if I'm not mistaken, because he's been taking corners. And and so set pieces is a little different. But, you know, obviously we saw um, Dorsey just launch them as well. And, you know, they can get deflected. And Quintero put one in against Inter-Miami. So it's, you just need somebody that's able to just put those crosses towards the box. I mean, anything is possible. Well, and I feel like it's also Nagamura style to use the wingers, especially, you know, your right back, left back, to try to get more crosses in. Um, and, you know, that's a result that we're getting. That's why I think it was crucial for him to go out and get Seca, to go out and get uh, Tiaguinho, which we saw get a few minutes in here too. So unless that's the other option, except he was playing on the left wing, I believe, this time because um, they switched Fafa or took Fafa out. So I don't know if he's seeing something else to try to give a little more depth on that side um, or, you know, just trying to get him some minutes. The I guess the, the true question for Nagamura would be, you know, when is Seca going to be 100%? You know, because I think when Seca is 100% and he's able to start, then I think that's when we can start, you know, speculating what Dorsey is going to do because Dorsey has been playing good. You know, he I think he has earned his minutes. He has earned his, you know, he starts and it, I mean, obviously soccer is not really fair when it comes to positioning. You know, if, if you're not good, you're not going to start, you know, if somebody's above you, that person will start. So let's just say Seca is better. Well, obviously he is, you know, maybe slightly better than Dorsey, you know, just put it like that. And, and Seca deserves to be, I mean, obviously they went to go get him so he can be, you know, your right wing starter. But then, you know, what did you do with, you know, what do you do with Dorsey? And I think, I mean, that's a great, you know, like Rodrigo was saying, I think it's it's a great, like perfect place to literally put him right in front of Seca. Because the two guys that are, you know, in that position, Pasher and, and Baird, like they have done zero, zero to nothing. You know, Pasher, yeah, he scored what, one goal, maybe had one assist or something like that. But, you know, it was kind of like, it kind of fell on his lap in a way, you know, that, that one goal that he had that, Memo got it from the goalkeeper and then he just set him up a one-on-one and and he has missed a couple of them you know he missed the one against Dallas and Baird has been non, non-existent you know at all like he hasn't done much and he has a good and I think I saw his salary is like pretty high mm-hmm. so it's a, if you can like get rid of you know get rid of sounds harsh but like you know it's those players that are not really contributing as much as you want them to, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is the sport is like that, you know, soccer is like that. It can be harsh. Yeah. And, and if, you know, and we can talk about different names. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, Memo's a front of the house, but, you know, I, I don't think Memo has been consistent enough to, to deserve the minutes that, that he has earned. Well, and I don't, I, I don't know if that is a fair assessment or not, but what you're saying about, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, but yes, that's, I think that's the process we're in, right. We're, they're evaluating, what the squad is currently they're bringing a few pieces as they think may help and maybe Tiaguinho is not the answer maybe Seca's not the answer but you're not highly committed because you didn't pay you know a huge transfer fee and contracts maybe of one maybe of one year we don't even know because not a lot of the terms are out um but one thing that I was gonna uh talk about was two things that I noticed um and I don't know if it was noticeable to you Rodrigo watching it on tv 
But you know how we talked about how um, it seems that, you know, between Thor and Ferreira, like uh, Thor can play more of a false nine. Uh, well, to begin the match, Quintero was basically playing as a false nine this whole match. Um, Ferreira was actually, that's, I think that's really the reason how he got in the position to get that ball when he scored the goal, because he was playing more of a 10 per se, like in that center, uh, or yeah, attacking midfield or, and he would push also to the wing. He'll play kind of like where Fafa was at at times. That's one thing. And two, Tyler Pasherman, I'm starting to like dislike seeing him start every time I see him. And now that he's a talented guy. But, you know, we we talked about this uh, last episode with Dustin, and he mentioned the fact that, you know, Pasture is one of those guys that you see some of it, so you want to see more of them. And then when you do see more, you want to see less. Like, it's kind of like like a double-edged sword, basically. And and those two things that if you would go back to the, you know, first matches where Corey Bear was starting and, and you know, the – the team seemed a little bit more consistent. They were playing good because I think everybody had a good role, but now it looks like he's trying to be more attacking at times. Um, uh, Naga is. And I feel like whenever it doesn't work out and you try to make a sub, who are you going to put in? That's like the big answer or, you know, the big question. I mean, so. So let me ask you this guys. Um, if you were, well, we know that tomorrow, I think tomorrow is the last day for, uh, for the window, right. To close the, Let's just say you're Pat Onstead, right? And and you have the power and the money to like make a decision to bring somebody in immediately. What is the position? You know, if you if you were to like pick one position, which position are you picking to bring somebody in or to make that position stronger? Carlitos Vela to the right wing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Charlie> <laughs> you, can you imagine? Send no. all the bench <laughs> players <laughs> for one guy. Honestly, at this point, I'm not saying like this is the best we're gonna get, but this, but this is, is the we best we're gonna with. get. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we have to work with, you know. Like this is, I feel like not one player is gonna make a big difference unless if it's a superstar at this point, especially for this position. I feel like you know, and maybe we can on a presser we can ask um, Nagamura this, but when Seca is 100. percent what position will he be at? I think that would be a fair assessment because that will tell us definitely Dorsey's moving up. I mean, there's a reason he keeps starting him. Um, so he's either moving up to the right wing and then we're just going to see Pasher and Bear just kind of flip-flop throughout the subs. And, you know, I, I don't really think, you know, when you look at the at that position, I feel like it's pretty stacked already in what we have. Bringing another guy in is kind of like, they're going to look at him like, oh, great, another guy for the bench kind of thing. You know, like, we're just going to keep adding more on that side. Um, yeah, I so, think that that's the big question, the right the right wing, because I think even though Fafa, again, in my opinion, yes, he scored two goals, you know, in, against Inter-Miami, but I just don't see Fafa being the Fafa that we were used to from last season, yet he won that, you know, it's one of those that, I, I'm sure that if Nagamura wants, he'll you know play somebody else over him. But because he has the higher upside, he's made that his own, if that makes sense. So we're just fighting to see who the hell's on the other side, and no one's you know up for grabs. Hey, but then again, who would who would play in that left side? Well, and that's the thing we've seen. You know, Pasher's played. Well, you would have Taguinho played. You have Corey Baird that could play. You could probably play Memo. We've talked about the fact that you know when Memo. In 2017, 2018, that he got playing time on that wing, you know, whenever he had my, you had my notas and at least playing up top. The dude scored like four or five goals just because he read the game well playing on the wing side. So there's a lot of things that can change, but, you know, it really, it really all depends. And at the same time, you know, we have Thor who, you know, Nagamura has given him a lot of minutes, I feel like, especially for a younger player um, who does great off the ball movement at times. And sometimes he ends up on that right wing. So eventually, I mean, if nothing else works out, I'm sure it's going to come to terms of like, dude, just play right wing, you know, kind of just and, test this out, see what other options we have and, and see how that, that and works. And just looking at the, you know, obviously we know that he sticks to a 4-3-3, but you know, you can also make the argument that you can play 
a five in the back, you know, play with, play with uh, three center backs, play with, you know, you put Sek on the right, you put Lundy on the left, then you play with, I would play with probably uh, Mati Vera and Coco playing like next to each other. And then playing basically, I mean, because, yeah, and you would play with two forwards. That's what I was going to say. So you would have Fafa and, and probably Ferreira playing on top. And then, you know, probably letting Darwin Quintero just run around, uh, you know, with not a lot of response, responsibility. Just run around. Just yeah, run around. Just, just let him kind of be like, <laughs> hey, you, this bro. is you, bro. This is you. Go, go, <laughs> go crazy. Yes, but, you know, that, that, that's another approach, right? Because I think the center back position defensively, Nagamura has done a good job of, you know, we talked about the fact that Stedis played, he did good. Then you put Bartlow, he did good. Like every, basically every rotation in that center back position has been well. So who knows? I mean, and, and we know he's a smart coach. He changes his tactics uh, on how he approaches every game. Now changing formations, you know, that's taboo to some uh, coaches. So um, that's kind of where we're at, you know, whether he'll, he'll do that or not. And, do you guys need to add any? Do you guys want to add anything else on the State of the Union address, I guess, for the Houston Dynamo current situation, Rodrigo, Christian? Uh, you know, Dustin uh, had asked one time, um, he asked Nagamura about if he had any concerns about, you know, the, the what's it where, called? The service. No, I think he was about the, uh, it, it wasn't about the service, it was how the goals were coming. Because they, they scored that own goal, basically. Like, remember? Well, they, let, let, you didn't hear that. Let me just. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, uh, so let's just say that Dustin asked him about you know service to Ferreira, right? And he asked him if he had any concerns or whatever. The whole point was about you know getting the ball into the box and having the number nine actually touch the ball, right? Um, when you look at the the Austin game and when you look at how many touches Sebastian Ferreira had even though you know even on the MLS website it shows him playing as a number 10 not an not an actual nine it actually has Quintero in front of him so which is interesting because you know you guys were just talking about how Quintero was playing like that false nine or whatever right so it matches you know you guys are not lying basically um so Thank you. Thanks for my sources. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> you can trust my sources I say right? your eyes um uh, but yeah like i was saying you know if you look at this game against austin ferreira only had 16 touches and when you think about the fact that his goal had was like three touches <laughs> that means that he only touched the ball like what i'm bad at math 13 times like away from that which is crazy like 13 times and how many of those 13 times was probably him with his back against the goal you know, just kind of returning. I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch a game, but, you know, I'm I'm assuming right now, you know, but it's crazy, you know, like how can you not be concerned about your forward getting touches when he only touches the ball 16 times? And if I'm not mistaken, I heard he only touched the ball like six times inside the box. So, you know, it's one of those things like you want and, him to and, score, but. And you've thrown those numbers. You, you've thrown those numbers and they're low. But we're kind of used to seeing it already, right? Nine games in, I think it's like another broken record. Like he doesn't yeah, get but... any any assists or, or you know or any. Um, they they don't feed him from the from crosses. We haven't seen him. Was it one match? I think that he almost tried that crazy bicycle kick that he somebody finally threw like a cross in. You know, it's it, we just don't see it. We don't see it. See, and, and talking about the stats and stuff, and this is kind of what, like, in a way kind of pisses me off that we lost this game against Austin because for those people that like those stats, the expected goals for us in this game was 1.83. For Austin, 0.75. Yeah. The crazy. XG in the first half for us was 1.05. For Austin, 0.67. And then the second half, it's even worse. We had points. Seven, nine, Austin only had 0. 0.08. This is where I basically said, like, yeah, they had possession, but it was pointless possession. You're not doing anything with it. And then, you know, Thor had that last-minute header, I think 84, 82nd minute, I don't know, or header or tip-in or something, and it just went wide. Um, but, yeah, it just sucks to lose this kind of game, especially yeah. against an in-state rival. And you had Parker missing right in front of goal, too. 
like in the in the first half, which happened. You know, we saw the same thing against Dallas. Yeah. Um, with Pasher, Pasher yeah, missing yeah, right in front of goal right with his left foot, and then Memo had obviously the the what's it called polemical, and yeah. then the the should have been a easy yeah one on one against the keeper and kind of you know. So the team, too. and then okay, before we move into the next match, just looking at the team, the things we're talking about. It's very minimal stuff that obviously has kept us from either winning or tying, you know. It's kept us from gaining points, which is kind of, like you said, it pisses you off seeing those numbers saying, in theory, we should be winning this match. Or in theory, we should get more goals or or goals, period. But uh, if you guys want to add something, Christian, last thing about the State of the Union. or Yeah, I'm just... Like if you guys have a second right now, go to MLS.com and then go to the to like the stats section and then there's a they have a passing breakdown, a passing network. And it's crazy when you look at our passing network, how you know how we pass the ball and the way Austin passes the ball, and they're so compacted and so like well put together. And then you look at the dynamo and they're just everywhere, and you're like, what the hell is going on there? And you look at the right side, the right side is like super thin, like no passes are like nothing goes through the to the right side. Everything kind of goes through the left a little bit. And I don't know. I, don't, I Honestly, I don't know what I'm saying. I just know that this team, like, first of all, you know, I hate that I wasn't it's, able to watch a match. It's a big improvement. I love it. You yeah, know what no, I mean? I love, like, I love it. it I, think, just, I think it's like we're frustrated I'm, because you I'm see it on off, paper. Yeah. You see it on paper and it's like two straight losses. But if you see the big picture and if you actually analyze the game, it's such a huge improvement from, you know, years past. Let me, yeah, okay, years past. Let me talk, let me ask you a quick, you know, you guys probably saw most of the games, you know, like I did. I just missed a couple of them, um, like these last ones. Um, do you guys see a progression from week one to week, what, we're, we're in week 10 or whatever? Do you guys see no. the team getting better, or do you guys think we're maybe going downhill? No, I no, think de- yeah. definitely. Sorry. No, no, no. no go, 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 go. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say, Belen, no, that's a Belen. No, definitely better. Um, you know, how to say this guy said the same thing. He wants, he wants to get his words in. He, he agrees. Um, but <laughs> definitely a lot, a lot more progression overall i mean we've actually been playing as a team as far as you know how we attack how we go from defense to offense how we move the ball around i feel like the first couple games was just play more defensively not really do much um and i guess this can bring us to the next point here um the match against dc united i feel like we're gonna see a lot more of this like style of play where everything is gonna look hopefully great um, I feel like just, you know, Dallas being an, and Austin FC being a rival and it's one of those games that, you know, it's a derby match. So you just want to win no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're last place, first place uh, on the table. I feel like those are always going to be hard games um, and both teams are doing pretty well. I, I would say all Texas teams are doing pretty well um, as far as they were. So, you know, it's not really a fair assessment on how the team's doing right now. Um, so I think this, you know, DC being uh, last place on the uh, on, on their division um, is going to really determine where we stand as a team right now. Yeah, I think I think the DC match is going to be a big indicator. But I guess before I'll go ahead and transition us there, uh, so we don't burn too much time. But just talking to Austin, Austin came from beating uh, Vancouver Whitecaps right three zero at home, and we came from playing against, you know, an FC Dallas that is, was, is not an easy task by any means. And it was like such a deflating, you know, final to the match. So the, the, the way that those two matches, you know, the two teams coming into it, Austin didn't really have, uh, it's like Rodrigo already mentioned, like, you know, some of those um, stacks and analytics, I guess. But it, it's just the emotion, man. Emotions are high. You lose against two rivals. You know, if... If it was Boca, and I don't know who Boca's rival is apart from River Plate, but you lose two back-to-back, people start getting a little, you know, antsy, a little emotional. Oh, yeah. and, 
and they want that you know the coach out basically which yeah. again this is different Stop. mls there's no relegation guys come on like yeah. you know you're trying to build something here but moving into dc i'm 110 with rodrigo i think this uh match is going to tell us exactly who we are and I, before i even ask predictions and before we narrow it down i'm i'm thinking it has to be a win i think you have to get a win here and you know you're playing the last team on their conference um who austin went over there and they were losing 2-0 and they came back 3-2 um and then just recently lost as well i think to columbus last week um and they got a win in between there uh, against revolution i believe but overall i think it's a team that uh, you should be gaining points um if the dynamo lose against dc then maybe questions are going to start rising especially you know kind of what's being filled uh if mativera maybe is not healthy are you playing set end from the start um are you going to be playing seca i think this is a perfect time to play seca to be honest uh giving him this opportunity to start um and a few of the wingers, you know, like, what, what do you do? Do you let Taguinho start? Do you start again, Corey Baird, unless he gets traded tomorrow? I mean, you don't know, right? You you really don't know. Uh, but, well, Rodri- and, and yeah. I mean, I think with that, it also opens, like, I feel like this next game against DC United, it's going to be the, what we would call the starters of the starters. You know, I don't think this is to try new things. It's to see where, what Nagamura has shown us to be the starters, to be playing. Um, because then you get San Antonio, you know, middle of the week where I feel like that's more a plug and play, you know, see where, you know, Seca can hold 90 minutes there. If Tiaguinho can hold, you know, more than 60 minutes so far. Um, players like that, you know, obviously the young guys too. Um, like, you know, we'll probably see Palomino there, you know, trying to see different key options from Dynamo Dosa we have. Um and obviously the guys that haven't seen that many minutes um, so far. But I feel like it's DC United, you know, I'm sure the morale's down. And I hope that it kind of is in the, in the locker room, you know, to build that, you know, to inspire some players to kind of go out there and make sure we get a win away. Um, and I think it's like a must win so far because you don't want to lose three in a row, you know, in what, 14 days, less than that. Yeah. Well, Especially that. like that being, that <laughs> more being than that. in three games, you get one point. Like, you know, if, if you want to, if you want to, you know, stay and compete, like all these, all these games, like all these matches that we have at home, like they have to be decisive, like three points. And also if you're going to go play people like DC, you know, a team that is, you know, low on the table and, and you're away, you know, three points, it's not that it's going to be easy, but it should be vital to, for you to like, you know, get these three points, like steal them, especially after, you know, you come from a home loss. And, and you know, I think, who did we play before? Uh, Dallas? We played uh, uh, Portland. Portland. Series and we yeah. tied, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, we, you know, we got a point there. Then we went to Dallas. Well, you know, that was going to be a tough game. And, and just looking ahead, again, you, against D.C., you have to get points because, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, then you're going to play Nashville at home. Then you play Seattle, Seattle. at home. Yeah. Then you play, like, Galaxy. Then you play Real Salt Lake, like, the the tough games are coming, you know. You'll get a little bit of a break maybe in June and July, with you know. But it's not going to get any easier. And, and again, it's the season. That's why it's my biggest pet peeve when the season is like right now, and the players and the coaches tell you, "Well, there's still a lot of time." Yeah, but there's still a lot of time. Like those matches, you are gonna, you know, you still can lose. You know, it's not guaranteed that you're gonna get points out of that and make the playoffs. And if we all want anything, we want the damn playoffs. Playoffs? So, playoffs? Talk about playoffs? No, you don't. Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 uh, you know, yeah. But DC United again. You you're playing. You know, the last time we played, the last team on the Eastern Conference was Inter Miami, and we went in one three one. Do I expect like a massive win like that? You know, I don't know. Yes. I don't know what I expect. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that the team is better than, you know, the last two games have shown. But can we capitalize? You know, can we actually close out the games? Uh, for a long time, even past, you know, Top Ramos, you take uh, Cabrera's time. We were always, like, like biting our, you know, our nails um, the last couple minutes of the match because we, uh, we knew a goal was coming for a tie or, you know, or a complete 
turnaround and, and, you know, losing yeah. all three points. So we don't want to get accustomed to that. And I think this, like I said, I think this is a big match for, for Nagamura to, to get, you know, points out of it. You can't not, if you get zero points here, it's going to be rough. That's three matches that you've lost. And, and if you lose against the last place, Oh man, I don't even want to talk about it. But do you guys want to give a prediction? Like, like I said, I said the win. Uh, I'm thinking two one because uh, as much as I lo- love clean sheets, we keep continuing to get scored on, um, and we know how good Steve Clark has been. But you know, it's, anyways, Christian, what are you thinking for the DC match, man? Two zero win. Two zero win. I know. I know. You just talked about not having not <laughs> not a clean sheet, but I believe. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was. I thought you were gonna kind of something else. Um, I love clean sheets. <laughs> I think we have the team to do it. I mean, the even the goal that we gave up against Austin, the first one, Steve. You know, he had a hand on it. You know, it's just he he has great positioning. Um, obviously, there's the golazo that they scored, but you know, there's not much you can do about that. Um, but I think I'm with Christian on this, uh, not to copy him, but I think probably a two-zero win. Copycat. I'm, I'm sure hey. somebody's gonna put a, a loss in our thing. Probably Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> right? But let me say something because I, me and uh, Rodrigo, when we were at Dallas, I well, I don't know if I mentioned to him, but you know, I always talk shit about Tim Parker, and because I, I was just thinking about Paul Steris, Paul Steris. I don't know where I got oh, that who's, who's that dude. Who's that dude? <laughs> But I was thinking, I was thinking about Steris, and you know, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I miss Steris. You know, that's a weird thought, you know, because in the beginning, when we first got, I was damn, he sucks. But he was pretty good. He was pretty consistent. You know, I thought that he had earned his position. You know, I, I didn't feel like he was that bad. You know, and then I felt bad about Tim Parker because you know Tim Parker wasn't doing great, but he had a okay game against uh, Dallas. Obviously, it didn't end how we want it to end but you know so you know i think he i don't know if he heard us <laughs> or he heard me well, talk, be, talking bad but whenever you mention status i think it's funny because i, I man i'm telling you there's a guy on uh, the the pre, i guess the pre-match conference for this for the austin match like what's his name cesar cesar Procel. Procel, uh, the guy from mm. Univision radio yeah, the guy has, I'm telling you, the guy has, like, the best questions. We need to go back and translate them because he asked them in Spanish. But his right. questions were dead on because, you know, he got to know, like, he has a question about, like, what's up with status? And, you know, and and uh, and Nagamura straight up said, like, he won't be ready for this match against Austin. And boom, it appears in the damn injury report, like, that the guy's out. You know, it's been, like, four weeks since he'd seen him, and they finally freaking update that. And then he asked about Quintero, and he said Quintero has a knock, but he expects him to play. So he was questionable on the damn uh, injury report. Yeah. And but so on, questions on Steris, I had seen that before, though, like a couple of times, because I always get the reports and it said yeah. injury. Like, not able to, like, if I check right now, it probably gives me a date. Yeah, some uh, of them uh, sure would show. It. Yeah, no, no. In the beginning, when he originally got hurt, it popped up on that first or second, like those two Early matches. Early May. Yeah. Know. Yeah, so, but but that's my point. Like, you know, those are the kind of questions you want to know. And same thing, I know you mentioned about Seca, you know, when he's going to play 90 minutes. I think they asked him, like, kind of how is that working with Seca and Tiaguinho? And his answer was, like, they're trying to get used to the league and used to, you know, living in the U.S. Um, and then same thing with Sebastian. They asked him, like, hey, when is he going to play 90 minutes? And he said that's he's really close. He's really close. And he played mm-hmm. 90 minutes against Austin. So if you ask questions like that, you know, you'll get the right the answers from Nagamura. Don't ever say that from over here, <laughs> I was watching it on channel 47 from the corner of my uh L-shaped couch. <laughs> this is what I saw. Don't ask uh, us. Don't yeah, ask don't, us questions. Don't don't give your opinion. Ask actual questions. You know, be a reporter. Don't be a dickwad. But you know. Um, I was gonna say, oh, also another thought. I really want Coco to stay. I think he makes a huge difference. Like, I think his IQ, like his soccer IQ. Many times have we said huge this episode? I, I think we're gonna have to count them, but you got for a minute. But yeah, the first time. 
<laughs> oh, I, I know. I've said it two times already. That's why. Oh, maybe you're, you're I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say a joke, but, you know, we'll keep it at that. But uh, yeah, Coco, I think he's extremely vital to this operation. I think him and Matias Vera could have a great pair. And then if we can have some somebody... So Hector Herrera, again. what is Hector Herrera going to be playing? That's the thing, this... though. You know, Hector, Hector Herrera is like a Quintero, uh, not a Quintero, like a Coco to me. Like he's more defensive. He, they, I think they, they are literally. The he's same well person. rounded. Yeah. yeah, like they're they're both eights. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't know, dude. I I really don't know. I it's gonna be like, interesting. I feel like he would basically be replacing Vera, which kind of sucks, as I do like Vera. But I feel like really gonna end up playing. I feel. I well, feel, I feel like, like Vera's more defensive. That, that's what I'm saying, but I don't no, know. No, you would like... be you would be like what it was this week, basically. You know, you had Coco, you had Quintero, and you had uh, Memo. Basically, yeah, you'd be Memo is the Menal, which is better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you'll have, sorry, people can't see the screen, but I'm pointing. You know, the two <laughs> guys, <laughs> two guys kind of drop a little bit more as so your center defensive mid, which that's what Coco and Memo kind of played. And then you just had um, Sebastian as the false nine. Or you know, what I was going to say, or you push Quintero to play nine. Quintero, yeah. And then just Sebastian, Sebastian got that big contract paying him, you know, a good amount of money to maybe sit on the bench or play on the wing. So I, that, I, I'm glad I'm not the coach to make those decisions, especially because people on Twitter will probably be yelling at you. And what about what unless about... you throw Quintero to the right? Exactly, like because he has yeah, played he has a, type. Well, not yeah, the right. He played he, on the left uh, last year. Yeah, with uh, he was playing from the left, and he was able to get the ball and come in and shoot his right exactly. and score a couple goals. So yeah, because if because if you're gonna have and then push Fafa know, to the right, then yeah, yeah. and there yeah, you go. Not? I'm sure Nagamura knows this, and I'm sure he already has a plan. And um, I think we'll he's just trying him. to get as many wins as he can. We'll before, send him the clip, you know. and then he can. He can listen to us. Yeah, good stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and, uh, yeah, I was and, uh, kind of thinking. Um, <laughs> Christian mentioned about me and him talking about Parker, the Dallas team. <laughs> so there's an inside joke, I guess, between me and him, because what we noticed the most, Parker <laughs> for the, ah, what was it, maybe 70 minutes of the game, which is kind of, I mean, it's kind of sad because we got scored on the 87, but I want to say maybe even till the 87. He didn't really do anything, but what we saw him do every time somebody else defensively did something, he was the high five man. And we're like, and literally, like we called it. He's like, oh, here comes the high five, and sure enough, high five. And like, I wonder <laughs> if he was he fixing his hair and giving a high five. Was that like kind of like no, the no, thing? No, you know? no, because he had a little the headband little going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So his his hair wasn't on his face, but I remember at one point the Dynamo did something good. And I turned around at Rodrigo and I was like, I "Give him a high five." He was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "High five, bro!" He's like, "Why?" I was like, "We're making fun of the Parker." Like, yeah. Every time he does something, he gives a high five to somebody. Yeah, it was the funniest thing. That's hilarious. Like, he had nothing. He, I I'm sure if I you go back and watch the whole game. He probably had nothing to contribute other than high-fiving the guys that actually did something. <laughs> the morale boost. When you do the least amount in the project, basically. Yeah. I bet. So, you know, if he listens to us, I'm sorry, but that was funny. <laughs> His moral support. Moral support from Parker. There you go. Hey, those, you know, HR people and human resources and exactly. well, counselors, they get paid big bucks, man, to right. to be the the encouragement, right? <laughs> Encouragement, yeah, just be the guy <laughs> high fiving everybody for sure. But uh, I was gonna say, then next and our final topic is Dynamo Dose, man. Hey, Dynamo man. Dose took an ugly, ugly loss, uh, 4 1 against Tacoma Defiance, which is the affiliate to Seattle. I was about to say Seattle Seahawks because I keep seeing Marshall and Lynch everywhere, but uh, okay. Seattle Sounders and um, 4 1. We mentioned the fact that I think uh, Tacoma had only won one game or two games, and they killed the undefeated man. Not that, and you know, it doesn't it's not necessarily mean that the season's over for the Dynamo by any means, but that's a rough uh, way to to kind of finish your streak going. But you know what? I started thinking. I was like, the game. I guess three games before they got scored one goal. Then the game in North Texas they got scored two goals. 
And then I thought they were going to get scored three goals, but they got scored four goals. So anyway, uh, Christian, did you get to watch that game? I know that you tried to follow them. You probably did. Yeah, yeah. You did? So no, I actually watched Well, I only watched the first half and then a little bit of the second half. Um, but the first half, um, they actually play really, really well for literally the first 15 minutes. They they controlled the ball. They moved the ball around really well. I think they had, well, they had the the possession of the ball most of the time. But the thing was that on that they couldn't get to that final third. That final, that last ball, they couldn't complete it. Like they couldn't put the ball in the box. They couldn't do anything. Um, they had you know Avila as a nine and Papa on the right, and they could, they just couldn't get to him. And then I think after the fifteen minute, they just kind of started going downhill and actually one of the questions that I had written down that I was going to ask Kenny Bundy, which I didn't get to, cause I don't think they did a press conference afterwards um, was, you know, maybe the, the flight, you know, maybe that was uh, a factor, you know, I don't know. It was a turf field. So I don't think, I think this is the first time they played in turf. I think when they play Kansas city, they also played in turf, but not a hundred percent sure. Cause they played in the Kansas state. But I was actually looking through pictures, and it seems like it's grass. So I'm not, I'm not 100 sure. And um, funny enough, fun fact: the commentator he had the te- the team switched the first three minutes of the game, so it was hilarious because he he was saying all the wrong names because you know they were backwards. So it was funny and shit. Uh, but the after that, you know, actually the first half only ended one zero, so it wasn't as bad. And their goal came from, I think it was it came from like a corner or something like that because one of their defenders scored. So it wasn't like you know it came from like a run of play or they were being outbeaten or outplayed. Uh, but Tacoma defines you know as the time progressed, they got a little bit more comfortable. And yeah, in the second and the second half was all Tacoma. Uh, you know they they just pushed through. I think they were up three zero, and that's when uh, Papa Andoye, if I'm not mistaken, scored that go for the dynamo and it kind of seemed like it gave a little bit of fresh air to the dynamo and they started kind of pushing a little bit but then obviously they scored the fourth one which was like the dagger to like you know kill them off but i mean you know at the end of the day well i think it's the first loss and they still you know if they had a, a shield or whatever they're still in first place so yeah and i was just gonna say i mean i think the the big miss is uh you know looking at the team i'm obviously we've seen them you know plug and play center backs or plug and play goalies or whatever but they lost their two you know big midfielders so you know you didn't have uh, juan castilla and you didn't have um brooklyn reigns which i mean those guys are balling that's the reason why they got called up to the national team you know yep Um, and and you can tell they were missing you know not to uh talk down on anybody else but you could definitely tell that castilla wasn't there you know, defensively, the dude is a freaking wall. Like he is, you know, the Matias Vera of the Dynamo Dos, which one of my questions I actually was, you know, in the, in the case of Matia Vera, Matias Vera not being with the Dynamo, I know Castilla maybe is a little bit smaller in size, but they play about the same way. And he's very like resilient and tough and he likes to fight, you know. Um, but I think he could be a really good, you know, without, you know, not, putting down or anybody else in the first team that could, you know, like Seren, which is the main person to probably take that position. But, you know, we all know Seren is a walking yellow card. But, you know, Castilla could easily, I don't know if easily, but he could take on that position. And uh, Brooklyn Reigns, yeah, he's like a little brain. He's like the Coco, you know. He's like the little brains of the operations. Well, to answer your question, two things. Juan Casilla is 5'8", Vera is 5'7". So technically, the little short one is uh, Vera. But Rodrigo, go ahead and I know you had something <laughs> to add, man. I lost my train of thought on this, um, honestly. Jeez, that, you did a Christian right there. Los años. I know. Años. I was just like, wait, I got something to I, got, I kept seeing the like, finger go up. And well, I no, like, I mean, what I was going to add is it's going to be, that's the challenge that, you know, Kenny's going to have to deal with is... Hey, and the point of him, you know, keep, he kept winning. We may lose him. He finally lost, man. That's a good sign for yeah. us. We'll keep him for another couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Before FC Cincinnati or San Jose Takes come him, knocking. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Jordan over here. DC United, didn't they take our goalkeeper guy? Or he went over there. I mean, we replaced him. DC yeah. United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. 
So he might just join him and be like, hey, dude, we have a head coach position opening up after you guys beat us. <laughs> no, actually, it already did, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. I think when Austin beat them, they fired the coach. They fired yeah. yeah. that's two two teams that fired the coach, I think. Didn't they say Almeida was one and then the other? Yeah. Then DC. Yeah, but we already knew Almeida was out. Like, oh, I know. Insane. That's what I'm saying. You know Austin wants to be special. Yeah. But yeah. this is <laughs> We, we need to start giving them Austin, the... Austin is a little special I mean to be honest <laughs> <laughs> they're special no, he's, he's a little brother that you kind of give like the, the control without like the battery system <laughs> yeah like, it's unplugged <laughs> like hey, here you go you're playing too but you're playing like, too like, yay it's not even connected <laughs> yay it's like you scored and the other yeah. team scored <laughs> he's <laughs> dancing like, <laughs> like I'm winning and he's losing yeah. 24-0 like, yeah, yeah you're, awesome. you're, the white, you're the one in white you're the one in white yeah for real <laughs> But so the Dynamo actually get to play in Mother's Day uh, on Sunday at eight o'clock. Dynamo dos. Yeah, Dynamo dos. Uh, eight o'clock against Colorado is two. Colorado Rapids two. If I could talk at a Biba Stadium, being that is Mother's Day, I'm not gonna be there. Sorry guys. Yeah, uh, yeah Christian is like, if you want to get a divorce, go for it, bro. But uh, <laughs> being that is Mother's Day, it'd be pretty difficult for me to go. Uh, and watch it in that day too but i'm gonna try to watch it i'll try to watch it if i can yeah. i've been trying to at least watch the highlights uh or not the highlights like keep up with the the events happening and then just watching it there but anyway so game we got to predict the guys colorado rapids uh what are you guys thinking a w a win yeah for sure a win i think they're gonna come uh, back and destroy colorado yeah i think uh I think they should be getting most of those players that left. Uh, and so it'd be good to see them get another W in this yeah. time in Abiba. And they're playing for, again, Mother's Day. So, so you know what I mean? Like, they're going to leave it all. They're going to leave it all there, man. <laughs> you guys know the saying. Yeah. Definitely a win. I think they need that. And after the 4-1, definitely got to. You gotta show up for all the mothers. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be so disappointed to show up to your mom's house like after the fact, like, well, my lost. Like, no, Marcelito is not gonna be able to get in that house if they lose. That's all I have to say. God dang it, guys. God dang it. Uh, Marcelito. Marcelito, what did you bring me? A W, mom. Here you go. Actually, you know, I complete free kick. It should have been Chelito. I mean, who doesn't remember like Chelito Delgado? Like, you know, like, I was, he was good. No one liked him because he played in Mexico, but he made it to a World Cup. So, you know, that's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah, I remember Chilito Did he play for Boca after the fact? I believe so. Ch- or, no, not believe. Really. El Chelo Delgado jugó en Boca. Chilito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two different guys. But that's his dad, no? I thought. Yeah. Or that's. <laughs> no. No, I swear. That's, that's, that's what everybody thought, but no. They're, oh, no, they're no, like, no. They played at the same time. Yeah. Marcelo Delgado was el cello because of yeah yeah okay so this guy was Chelito uh, and cool. he played no he did not play he played for Rosario Central Close yeah enough. there Close. you go Close yeah. enough. <laughs> I remember Chelito who doesn't like yeah. Chelito Delgado he played for Cruz Azul no he did he did yeah, that's, that's when he that's was what like, I remember yeah. and then he, he went good. to the, then he played for Monterey for a while and then he played Mon- in Monterey and he, and he played in León pero de Francia not de México uh. <laughs> anyways guys so let's go ahead and uh christian man tell the peeps how they can uh connect with us man for sure uh you can get at us at dynamo theory on instagram or twitter you can uh shoot us an email if you want to if we check it <laughs> at dynamo theory podcast at gmail.com you can find me at chris Alias. you can find uh rudy at Rodri- uh, Ru- Oof. i got tingle dongle uh rudy segura zero one right and then rodrigo segura at, rodrigo segura three jeez i'm all lost it's, a, it's all backwards but we, they get it bro rodrigo it's all the same. Zero one yeah <laughs> and rudy segura three so no we got you we got you bro i gotta remember homeboy has who's one the, job who's the one oldest? job who's the oldest out of you two you're, you're the oldest right yeah yeah 
Okay. So you're three and then he's one. It's backwards. <laughs> yeah. uh, see, that's how I'm going to remember. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Rodrigo Segura, zero, one. Rudy Segura, three. And then you have like similar names too. Come on, dad. He could have. He could have. Bro, they didn't even give us a middle name, dad. dog. I know. Oh, man. Your dad was tripping. All right. Yeah. But he's a good guy, though. <laughs> Um, guess, guess what his name is <laughs> <laughs> no isn't it isn't it Rodolfo as well? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they're like so creative bro they're just like hey i made a clone let me just name it bro, the same <laughs> let me tell you this my my wife has an uncle and he had two kids a boy and a girl and the boy's name is andres can you guess what the what the girl's name is Andrea. Andrea. <laughs> yes. Jeez. He that's, like broke his brain. Okay. I'm glad <laughs> I wasn't a girl then because I'd be Rodolfa. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, God. Rodriga? <laughs> Rodriga. Oh, poor um, Rose. But yeah, I forgot where it was. But yeah, dynamotheory.com for everything. Don't forget uh, breakfast links Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And then, you know, you can pick the lineups. Uh, before the matches, you can get, you know, a bunch of information, really good articles that the guys, uh, you know, write up. Billy, uh, Gribbs, which Derek, which is I almost forget his name, uh, from Rudy. Rudy He's famous, everybody, remember? Everybody. Derek yeah. Stowers was at Glenn Davis show. So, oh, yeah. You know, he's yeah. famous for sure. Yeah, as seen on TV type thing, you know, or, or heard on the radio. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Billy and everybody on the team. Uh, shout out to everybody. But yeah, Dynamo Theory on everything. And go check us out, guys. We got stuff there. All right, guys. And thank you again, Peace and Dynamo fans, for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange.